Hello, friends. It is time to spread some end-of-year cheer for the Jets. Obviously, the season is almost over and things haven't been super great, but uh, I thought I would hand out some end-of-season awards. Even with all of the struggles, there are some good stories for the Jets. We'll talk about which players are deserving of some of these awards I've made up. Uh, you can yell at me later about the, the names I've given, but you know, tell me who you might be uh, selecting for these awards if you disagree with my choices later on in this episode. All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to tonight's episode of Lockdown Winnipeg Jets. I am your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Um, as always, thank you for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and as you can see from this footage, YouTube. Uh, we record both a video version and just the audio, so you can take us on the go on your favorite podcasting platform with no problems, um, and you'll get double the content and enjoy all of our great, really hot takes and opinions that you can uh, mull over on your way to work, or if you're just at home and bored and want to watch the YouTube uh, for the Winnipeg Jets show, check us out. As always, you can uh, give us a subscription. It's always free, and we really love and appreciate your support. Now, for tonight's episode, uh, obviously the past couple of weeks have been um, maybe a little bit more dour on the show. Uh, I haven't really had a lot of great Jets news to share that's super exciting. Uh, I guess the most positive thing I can say as far as their playoff odds are concerned is that they're still technically alive. Um, As of this recording, the Dallas Stars did not win against the Oilers, so uh, the Jets have like the teensiest, teensiest, teensiest little chance of making it, but any sort of combination... Uh, or not even a combination, um, either a Dallas win or a Jets loss, either of those uh, would actually push push the Jets out officially. And I, I think we're all pretty much expecting that. So yeah, not not great vibes in Jets land right now, but I thought for tonight's episode, taking a break from the Jets hockey on the ice, I wanted to hand out some end of season awards. Uh, these are not official awards. There's no Rocket Richard or anything like that. But, you know, these are uh, awards based on the merits of what they've put together for each of these players um, and maybe some guys that, you know, had bounce back years and really caught us off guard. So uh, speaking of bounce back players, I actually wanted to start with this award because I think we have one particular candidate that I think is really deserving, uh, you know, for for most improved player, I guess you could say um, maybe we'll, we'll call it like the biggest bounce back season. So this for me was going to be Josh Morrissey. Uh, You know, Josh, the past couple of years, I think, had a lot going on both in his personal life and on the ice. Um, And obviously his father was didn't seem like he was doing super well. And, you know, on the ice, he was also experiencing a lot more pressure um, and and increased duties and responsibilities, which I think he did want. But, uh, you know, with Morrissey, we never really saw him turn into like a clear number one defender. So he was, he was getting more responsibility, more ice time, uh, increasingly more difficult assignments, but 
I just felt like he didn't have a lot of support and help. And when you've also got all of this other stuff going on in your life, um, it might have just been too much too soon for him. Uh, you know, he signed a massive extension, got a big contract, and all of a sudden, you know, the Jets defense no longer has Enstrom, Bufflin, Truba. Um, and, you know, we've got some pretty good guys in their place, but no one really on that level. So, and, you know, or, uh, you know, Morrissey became the de facto number one, uh, according to how the Jets saw him. And, you know, his abilities never really matched up to that during that stretch. This season, though, what we've seen with him is Josh finally back to being what we knew he could be, uh, which is like an elite number two. You know, Josh, he'll always have moments in his game where you might wonder uh, if he's being a little bit too aggressive, maybe getting caught on a bad read or something. But what he does so well is you give him a more confident, like more assertive partner on the puck. And Morrissey is so good at doing the details. I think when Josh trusts his partner and doesn't have to think about uh, how he manages the puck as much, how his partner manages it, it just unlocks so much more of his game. This year, we've seen him really not hesitate to jump into the rush. He's a lot more aggressive, both physically and offensively. I think he's really confident in possession. We've seen him attack the slot a lot more. Uh, his shot selection looks a lot cleaner. More of what we used to see with him when he was paired with other defenders who were uh, of a similar caliber. So Morrissey this year, I think he's had a wonderful season relative to what we expected. Um, and, and suddenly you don't really worry so much about having to trade him. Uh, there was talk, you know, in the offseason, not so much from the team itself, but certainly within the fan base, you know, what do you do with Josh? Because a couple of years in which he really struggled and didn't quite look like the guy the Jets had, had signed for like eight years, uh, it it sort of begged the question as to how you handle his lack of performance. Um, and with him, you know, personally, I was very divided. I know uh, from a, pr a pragmatic sense, you look at his contract and the performance and you have to say, well, you know, we probably should trade him. But, you know, on a personal level, this was a basically a Jets homegrown guy. Um, I knew that he'd been going through a lot and I just felt like I wanted to give him more time before I, I really made a verdict on his performance. Because, you know, one thing is for sure, it would have been really difficult to move his deal anyway. So you might as well just have a little bit more patience uh, you know, you hope that Josh sorts it out. And if the team can actually be competent enough to build uh, a partnership that he can work with a, a good partner for um, the first or second pairing, you know, Josh might finally return to form. And that's kind of what we've seen with him this year. So uh, of the guys that I was really excited to see have a major bounce back season, uh, I would say that Josh has been super impressive. I'm personally very happy for him. He seems like a different person again. Uh, he's enjoying his hockey more. He's smiling a lot more. You know, a couple of years ago, it was, I would say his body language was a lot, you know, I would say tired or something. You could just tell that he wasn't himself. So it's just good to have Josh back. And I think uh, certainly the team really likes having him around. And now that he's performing up to what you would expect for a guy who is basically getting um, almost number one money, you know, and, and certainly with that kind of term, you know, it's it's just good to see him living up to expectations and certainly living up to his own expectations, because I, I think the past couple of years have been super frustrating for him. But, you know, he's back to doing what Josh Morrissey does best, and that is be an elite uh, complimentary partner. So I, I give him the biggest comeback or bounce back season. Super excited for him. Um, and certainly, I think, uh, you know, everyone, including the Jets organization, can be happy that he is, you know, back at what he does best. 
Uh, in just a little bit, we'll talk about a couple of other awards. Um, I've got one for, you know, best newcomer, best young rookie. And um, what I'll call you know, the last one we'll do is probably like biggest surprise. Uh, we'll see how I, I try to do this one because um, the Jets aren't that surprising these days. But there were some moments where you might have been even a little bit caught off guard by a certain player performance being as good as it was. So we'll get to all of those in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I wanted to shout out a really cool sponsor that I think you might love. Uh, I'm talking about the folks at Shady Rays. They're an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. You also won't find anywhere else this awesome program that they've got, which is a protection program. You know, Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every single pair. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. I really challenge you to find another insurance policy on sunglasses that matches what Shady Rays does. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Every time you make a purchase, you'll also see 10 meals donated to fight hunger in America, so be sure to shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, you can go to uh, ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Check out ShadyRays.com right now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. I would also highly recommend that you give one of our other sister podcasts a follow. This is Locked On Now. Uh, actually, I post on Locked On Now every once in a while. Um, we have some folks who put together a really cool uh, basically collage of all of the latest action, including rumors, trades, game recaps, whatever it is that's happening to give you the pulse of the NHL or your favorite sports league, Locked On Now has got you covered. You can follow them on all of the same podcast platforms that we're on, uh, and as always, it's free. And again, we really love and appreciate your support, and it'll help keep you up to date on the latest action around your favorite sports. Now, talking about the Jets and uh, end-of-season awards, I know technically it's not the end of the year, but, you know, if only like five or six games left, basically done, right? Uh, And I thought, you know, it's just, I think we could use some positivity. Obviously, the fan base right now is uh, not in a great state, um, and certainly the team just seems down and out. So I thought I'd give it a more positive spin and talk about some really good performances. We just talked about uh, Josh Morrissey having biggest comeback season. Um, And I think for the next award... I wanted to do uh, Best New Arrival. Um, this one, uh, you know, for Best New Arrival, it's got to be Evgeny Svechnikov. Zvech, for me, I think, is like the perfect complementary top six winger for uh, the way that the Jets play. I don't know why the team doesn't seem to realize that, but when uh, Zvech was actually played in the top six consistently alongside Kyle Connor and Pierre-Luc Dubois and wasn't getting shifted down to the fourth line every other game, Zvech has uh, a surprising amount of defensive acumen. I think what I didn't really expect with him was for Zvech to be such in an, in like an industrious, hardworking two-way forward with a, a really good defensive game, uh, great puck, pro- puck protection ability, especially along the walls, and a surprising ability to strip opponents and force turnovers. So in terms of guys who are really physically aggressive and know how to use a really big frame, I actually think Zvech is probably the best example. 
oftentimes people kind of point to like Logan Stanley and uh, you know, Stanley for me actually doesn't use his size that well. I think a lot of players get inside positioning on him and because he's so tall and he has to think ahead really uh, far ahead of, of his planned movements, oftentimes, you know, the brain just doesn't match up with the body and it's been really hard for him to keep up. But Zvech, you know, Zvech is probably a little bit savvier these days. He's been around the pro leagues a little bit longer and Evgeny has really changed his game. You know, when he was drafted by the Red Wings, he was thought to be this elite sniper, but of course he had a lot of upper body injuries. And so he had to adapt to his, you know, uh, his new body and change his game significantly. But I didn't really hear um, like a two-way defensive game being such a, a stout part of his uh, ability, especially when he was with the Red Wings. So when he showed it with the Jets and actually had among the top defensive impacts of all Jet skaters, I was really surprised. I mean, he's been fantastic. Uh, and what I think he also does is bring the kind of physical presence near the net that the team tends to lack. Oftentimes people are like, well, we need a big body in the slot. And actually, yes, uh, that kind of presence can be really effective. It's why PLD has such a rare combo of skill, size, and strength. He can do stuff that other players on the Jets just can't. And in in the same, or I guess similar enough vein, I think Zvech actually brings a lot of the same traits. Uh, he's not a small guy. I mean, he's pretty tall. He's very strong. Like He has incredible upper body strength. He's got a pretty darn good release. And while he doesn't always get to use it, because he's really strong on the puck, because he's got great vision and spatial awareness, every time he touches the puck in, inside the offensive zone, more than likely something good is going to happen because he's feeding his teammates, he's putting himself in dangerous positions, and he opens up space for KFC and PLD to do their thing. So uh, in terms of arrivals, I think Zvech has really been one of the best signings the Jets have made, especially as a free agent. Unfortunately, his game has kind of fallen off recently because Honestly, I just think he's demotivated um, with the way that the Jets have kind of treated him. I really can't blame him for his lack of performance recently. You know, the rest of the team is down. Everyone's angry at each other. When I uh, heard, you know, Kyle Connor calling some of the efforts into question of his teammates, Zvech is probably one of those guys. But, you know, by the same token, when I think about that, can I really blame these guys when they don't give us 100%? No, I mean, the team hasn't really given them enough support. And with the way the, co the coaching staff has treated Zvech, I'd be pretty pissed too. And I'd not really want to give my my all. I'd be really struggling with that as much as I tell myself to, you know, play 100%. If somebody is continually not rewarding my efforts and I see no future there at all, I, I got to be honest, I can't blame it. So yeah, I'm hoping Zvech can find his form again at some point and really show us what... Uh, what he's capable of because what he brings to the Jets and his very unique uh, tool sets that Winnipeg doesn't really have enough of, I, I think he would be a guy I'd love to keep around for three or so years. I, I think he's earned a long-term spot, and if he walks in free agency, especially to another team or something, I think it'd be a crying shame. There's a lot to like in this game, and I really do hope that he comes back and stays at least for a few more years. Um, so yeah, he's he's my best newcomer award. I've only got a couple more awards for tonight's episode. Maybe we'll do the series throughout the rest of the week, especially with any off days for the Jets. But coming up uh, towards the end of the episode, uh, I'm going to do two more awards. One's going to be the best new young player for the Jets. And the final award is biggest surprise of the season. All coming right up just a little bit. But 
Before we go any further, I did want to shout out the wonderful folks at BetOnline.net. I've mentioned them before on previous podcasts. If you haven't heard about them, you know, uh, a lot of you might be into online betting. I've never really done a lot of it, but I actually did try out that online myself a, a while back, and I thought it was super easy and super convenient. Uh, but because of their, their site structure, they really are your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. They've got all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, uh, anything including basketball playoff brackets, MLB news, trades, rumors. They've got all of this stuff on their website, and it couldn't be easier to find the, the latest action for your favorite sport as well as live betting odds, wagering information, playoff information, esports, and everything in between. BetOnline's got it all covered, whether you're into horse racing, football, European soccer, really, I mean, they've got every single sport you can imagine. So if you're interested in getting in on the action, uh, it really couldn't be easier. Go to BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device and register for a free account right now. Again, getting started really couldn't be easier. They make it as simple as pie, so... Get in on the action and go to betonline.net. It's where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome to these final closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are handing out end-of-season awards, even though it is a little bit early, I guess. Uh, but obviously, for the Jets, the season's basically over. So, yeah, I thought I would, do, you know, like I said earlier, give a dose of positivity and something to be excited about. So the next award that we've got coming up is Best Young Player and I want to give this one uh, to Cole Perfetti. Um, Perfetti, for me, was brilliant when he was in games. I think his vision, his passing, uh, and actually his decent mobility all made him a really dangerous threat. The only thing that I didn't really get to see with him as much was his shooting ability because most of the time Perfetti is just an amazing passer. Uh, Cole might actually benefit from being a little bit more selfish and making snap decisions a little bit faster because... Um, you know, with the AHL and some of the other leagues, he's maybe had a, an extra second or two to make a decision. But of course, at the NHL level, you don't really get that as much. You have to be really fast. You have to make those uh, instant reads. And I think over time, Perfetti will get to that stage. It's unfortunate that his season did end early due to injury, and it doesn't sound like he'll be back this year. So just really hoping that next season we get to see the evolved, experienced version of him. And, you know, he continues to work hard. He's got some of the best work ethic I've seen on a Jets prospect. Uh, the kid just seems to want to improve constantly. He's got, you know, very, com uh, very composed behavior. I feel like his maturity for his age really shows through, and it's clear as to why when he was with um, the Spirit a while back, oftentimes I'd hear from some of my friends who had hung out with him or whatever that he was, like, super, super kind, very mature, uh, very soft-spoken, but very well-spoken. Uh, and really just had a lot of quiet leadership. So I'm excited to see what he can do. He's got a lot of confidence, uh, and he definitely knows where he's strong and where he needs to improve. I think this year has shown that in terms of the NHL level of hockey, he's absolutely ready. I've been a believer in him uh, graduating to this level very quickly. He has finally gotten the chance, and I think he's shown enough to the team where they know that next year he's going to be a regular in the lineup so long as he does stay healthy and uh, can avoid any serious injuries. So super excited for Cole. I think everyone in this fan base just across the board really likes him. Um, it is kind of interesting to see how many people were like against the idea of calling him up from the moose. I feel like people were, were hoping to just let him marinate. But in a case like uh, you, you've got with Perfetti, who's just destroying the AHL and already has 
the sort of mindset and behavior of a seasoned veteran. Some kids are just built different, and I think calling him up made the most sense. Get him NHL reps, get him playing at this level and experiencing hockey like this uh, at an earlier age, and you're going to reap the benefits when he starts to hit his prime over the next couple of seasons. So, yeah, very excited with him. I think he's going to be fantastic. Now, our final award is going to be biggest surprise. Uh, this one, I'm, I'm trying to think of who I would probably choose. Uh, there's a couple of decent candidates. So I think for this one, I'm going to go with um, probably Dylan Sandberg. Uh, Sandberg could have qualified for best young player, but I just think Perfetti is maybe a little bit of a cut above. And Sandberg also didn't have nearly as much game time. But Dylan, I think, had really standout performances, especially in recent times for the Jets. He looks like a bona fide second-pairing defender. Uh, I think his offensive game looks a lot sharper than I was expecting. He's got great passing. He's confident in possession. He can create space along the blue line in perimeter. Uh, he's pretty mobile, but he also uses his size well to block shooting lanes, uh, get you know a, a real physical presence along uh, into areas with puck carriers. He's looking for, for forcing turnovers. Just a really clean, capable defender with a good first pass, which for this team is something that they don't have enough of. So, yeah, I think Dylan's going to be a routine player for this team. Certainly, I hope he is able to make the cut over San, uh, over Stanley next year. Uh, I appreciate all of the efforts that Logan has gone uh, to to really try and improve his game and get himself up to speed at the NHL level, but it's just you can kind of tell that Logan has had a really tough time, especially over the last couple of months. And I think Sandberg has proven that he probably does deserve the longer look, longer look first. So, yeah, really excited about Sandberg. I think he's got a lot of potential. And I think he's shown us already in limited sample sizes. There is a future with him as a Winnipeg Jet, and I think it's going to be pretty darn bright. I'd be curious to know, though, what you think about him. Uh, be sure to let me know your thoughts on some of these players I've talked about. Maybe you have other selections for these awards. Let me know who you would choose instead, or if you even want to suggest some awards, I can give you some nominations on a future episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. But... For tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Philip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!